problem with the game, in my opinion, is that it starts off with, like they've shown it shows, Master Chief floating through space. And I think the intention is that you're supposed to be like, oh my God, what happened? How did we get here? Because it doesn't connect to the end of Halo 5. In reality, I had no fucking clue that that wasn't yeah, what no. happened at the end of Halo 5. Right, right. So you had no clue that that didn't happen. You had no clue what was going on in, in Infinite. Yeah, so that's completely lost. And then it yeah. it funnels you through the most boring linear sections of tunnels that is absolutely traditional Halo, but just so boring. All the encounters are exactly the same, chest high walls all over the place. It's <laughs> incredibly boring. Right. Before they get to the thing that, you know, they have said is the thing the open world and that yeah. it's far cry anybody who says that it's not far cry is lying right right oh yes wow <laughs> big swings from uh yeah mr rainbow kid, over here kid. you're like a rainbow oh, sherbert oh can't hear you though i don't think he can hear us can you hear me we can't hear you give me a sec there you go. There it is. Are you, will you better? Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I can hear you. Fantastic. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. So this is my blanket sweater. I use this one uh, clothes or otherwise just not happening. Just not a it's not a good plan. Not a cool thing for people to do. Are you saying that you're nude under there? No, not completely. <laughs> <laughs> And if you were, we'd never find out. Pretty well. That is uh, specifically what I'm saying. You, 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 you will simply never know. Um, <clears throat> I understand. I'll have to accept that, I guess. I honestly recommend that fucking everybody in the universe uses one of these things for lounging around the house. It's the fucking coolest. It looks really soft. Bloop. Yeah, it goes down to my knees. It's very large. It's it's much bigger than it looks. <laughs> it looks better than Halo Infinite plays. Oh. Oh. Okay, so we're gonna get right into it, I guess. <laughs> where I, you know, you 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 put a little time in the trenches. You 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 know, you gave it a solid solid shot. I did. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but okay. it's the kind of game that actively repels you from wanting to play it. And I'm not sure why that is, because it feels pretty good. The shooting feels good, but the design is archaic. It's, okay. supposed, it's supposed to be an, an open world game, and part of it kind of is but the first few hours of the game are endless uh tunnels that are formless shapeless going through doors picking up power cores and putting them in places because reasons and having encounter after encounter with enemies whose ai is not good before okay. you, before you get to the good part where the open world is a bad far cry 
bad Far Cry. Okay, so how how do you feel about um, the multiplayer? It's fine. I mean, that's multiplayer is never the reason that I ultimately play games. I think it's it's good. It's serviceable. Uh, I kind of agree with the the criticisms about the progression system because I think having people forcing them to complete challenges in order to level up because leveling up is the thing because it's got a battle pass forcing them to do challenges to level up it ultimately gets you to a place where people are not playing the objective they're not playing the game they're playing to try to complete the challenges totally so if that's Six. like get 25 grenade kills or something like that it's just going to be grenade hell for no reason Okay. And that's going to change day by day in a way that does not... It doesn't encourage you to get better at the game to get better at the game. And it doesn't encourage you to play how you want to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does kind of funnel you into a specific play style. Yeah. Like you said, if, if I can't progress without getting 25 grenade kills, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, it, there's a good game in there. I don't think this game was done. It feels tremendously limited. Like big sections of the open world had to have been cut. Right. I think I mentioned this a podcast or two ago that I, I hope there are other biomes. There aren't. Mm. It's okay. just that and the linear sections. And Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know. It's like a proof of concept. So in other words, you would disagree with Trevor Houston's game of the year. I would accolade strongly He's... disagree with well, I, I, that assertion. I think Trevor's perspective is probably that of a longtime Halo fan and also somebody who puts a lot of hours into multiplayer, which I think very drastically changes a person's appraisal of Halo, especially yeah. Infinite, which feels and like multiplayer was first and foremost, and the campaign is something that they also had to include mm. for a certain subject of the fans, right? First-person shooters in general as well. I know Trevor plays a lot, so I yeah. figure if, you know, if Halo feels good to him, I'll play it. I'll check it out. It, uh, I'm sure it is all right. Honestly, it plays a lot more like Call of Duty than Halo. Mm. That's what it looked like. Especially in the multiplayer, it's pretty twitchy. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Anyways, podcast. Yeah. This is the Game of the Year podcast, where we talk about the games of the year. The year being 2021. We're here to hammer out a top 10 list. Come hell or high water. We'll be bloodied and beaten by the end, but we will know the 10 definitive, undisputed 10 best games of 2021. Sound good? I, I oh, mean, sounds good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds dandy. I love getting physical love when things get bloody but let's just i just want to put this out there you've you've promised a bloody 
physical battle the past two years now, and we've been pretty agreeable. The past couple of years, we've all been pretty agreeable on what was good and what was not so good. You're right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. guarantee you're going to be spitting chiclets, bud. Chiclets. Yeah. Chiclets you tonight, know. Eh? Tasty, uh, tasty, tasty tooth candy. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Okay, it's gonna, it's gonna work fast. <laughs> and it should be noted that any guarantees that are given on this podcast are not legally binding in any way, shape, or form. So they're they're the they're binding kind of like if you were trying to like connect two sections of pipe with bubble tape, <laughs> like the gum. Yeah, it's it's that kind of binding. <clears throat> Eventually, it it bubbles out and explodes in a way that you didn't want it to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, good analogy. Yeah, I thought so. So uh, we are we are judges. We are judges here. We all have opinions, and uh, we do have on board as well the opinions of the Cog Connected staff. Oh, so in the document that we share with podcast notes. Uh, mm. We do have the top 20 games as voted by the team. Oh shit, we went down to 20. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to go with this list. We can no. make adjustments, we can make calls, we can make vetoes, so long as the arguments are there to back them up. And uh, yeah. I'm gonna say <clears throat> right now that my argument about Halo Infinite means that it cannot yeah. possibly be in the space that the team voted it to be. There's no way Halo was a better game than Ratchet, Forza. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll to okay. It. I I told I told people it was like Halo Infinite will be on the top ten. I did oh, not yeah. say where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be in the top ten. Just outside of that. Does that does that fly? Does that hold water? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Listen, man, we got a uh, we got a minute. We got a we got a couple uh, a couple moments here to to hash things out. At side note, I I did read earlier today that Game Informer named Halo Infinite Game of the Year, and that mm. is utterly ridiculous. Game Informer. They cover a bit of everything, yeah? Yeah. Are they more Xbox-centric? No. Ostensibly one of the Giants, uh, Titans, legendary publications in the industry. Eh. Mm. I mean, that's that's a pretty meaningless distinction because it's still made up of a bunch of individuals with storied past, a lot of which probably involves hours and hours of Halo multiplayer in dorm rooms. So, I mean, I have that history as well, though. You know, formative years were spent playing Combat Evolved co-op, trying a legendary Halo 2, things Mm. of that nature, and this game does not hold up to those. Those games probably don't hold up today very well either, but I don't know what to tell you. Okay, all right. There are better games this year. Okay, so are we going to start from 10 and go to 1, or how are we doing this? Should we rip through the bottom 10 first, real quick? 
of the team list? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like I see some games in the bottom that probably deserve. Well, I don't know. Maybe this, Inscription's the one that stands out. I know I, people were loving Inscription, and I'm looking at that like phew, Inscription has to be in the tank. Right? Everybody yeah. that I've heard talk the, about it says it's only, fucking amazing. The only reason it's not higher in the team list is because not as many members of the team have played it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who picks up the game pretty well immediately realizes that it is, if not in the running for best indie game, then like, like making the list, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was completely off my radar, and one of those games that I thought, there's no way it can be that good, right? It can't, it can't be as good as people say that it is, and it is. I picked it up the other, the other day to, you know, have an opinion on it, and that was a very, very late night. <laughs> that was yeah. like a 4 a.m.er because I could not tear myself away, one, from the core gameplay of the thing, but also... The ridiculous meta narrative that's going around it it is so weird and so bizarre and baffling at every step that you can't help yourself from continuing and doing another loop and another loop and another loop just to see where it goes it's yeah. wild it's so so good so the last indie game really that i felt got the sort of hype that this one's getting was hades do you think that this could be a contact? Because I think a lot of people look at Hades as probably the greatest indie game that there's been. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that is maybe a difficult mantle to even set up, let sure, alone place yeah. something upon it. Because indie games tend to cover a pretty wide spread of interests and uh, engines and mechanics and ideas. And I could say in no uncertain terms that there is probably no overlap in the Venn diagram that is those two games. It is, in fact, not no, a functioning Venn is, diagram. But what I'm saying is, do, would you imagine yourself becoming more engrossed with Inscription as opposed to Hades? Because Hades was a game that, like, I put 200 hours into that easy. Do you see Inscription mm. as being that sort of game? Inscription feels more like you 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 do get to a sort of definitive endpoint, okay. but the yeah. ride there is pretty wild. Oh, man, it sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, the game made a lot more sense to me when I found out the person who made it is the same guy that made Pony Island. And yeah. that game is so weird and amazing. And it's like it's like somebody took the the fundamental principles of Pony Island and then mashed them up with Gwent and made the card part a lot better. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, man, man, the first time you use the, the, the pliers. Oh, uh, brutal. Uh, if I had this information a week or so ago when we were doing our random awards, podcast which you should listen to and watch if you haven't uh inscription might have been in the running for best teeth yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Teeth are like a core gameplay mechanic. They're very important to the to the to the gameplay. Yes. <laughs> And also the story. Everybody is like weirdly obsessed with teeth. Yeah, you kind of wonder where they all... Well, you don't really wonder for long. It's pretty easy to suss out where all the teeth come from, but... Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Are you, yeah. are you wagering Are you wagering your own mouth? Uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, <laughs> teeth are what is used to tip the scales in your favor, quite literally. Oof. That's nice. Nice. Say yeah. no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. Like, I want to play this game. I really want to play this game. I, I recommend it, man. It's yeah, uh, absolutely it's an easy. It's only like 20 bucks, too. It's an absolute yeah. bargain. Yeah. The. Uh, I'm sure it'll. Sorry, go ahead, Red. I was just going to say, I'm sure it'll come to Switch sooner or later. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the design of it is. is pretty outstanding too there's lots of it's got a lot of style you know it's not the most technically impressive game out there but it has a lot of mood a lot of atmosphere um that a lot of a lot of other games get wrong inscription gets it super right it's kind of creepy but not too creepy and bizarre and psychedelic sort of it kind of Design-wise, reminds me a little of Hypnospace Outlaw. A little bit of that in there. Yeah. Anyways, I think Inscription needs to be in R10. Yeah. I don't know where. Somewhere. Yeah, it probably means my boy Yagami is going to get the boots. Because I cannot <laughs> imagine... I cannot imagine Halo Infinite is going to drop out of the top 10. And that's the only game. I mean, let's see. Yeah. Let's well, see. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I I also picked up Lost Judgment so that I could have an opinion on that cuz I know you're you're a big fan, right? I'm glad I'm glad you did. It's fun. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really fun. I think that, right, like, I think that if you're a fan of Hideo Kojima's style of writing and, and directing, I think that Lost Judgment or Judgment is right up your alley. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a very serious backdrop with hilarity painted throughout it. Um there are few games, very few games, that like genuinely make me laugh out loud, and both of these were ones that all throughout I was actually like, <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised at how much I was enjoying the writing. I don't usually see that uh, uh, that sort of quality, especially from uh, from Japanese developers. Like it, the writing is so North American. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah it's smart and then the other thing is the city the city is uh probably one of the most dense maps i've ever seen it's not huge by any means but like 
it's wild the level of detail that they put into each little you know if you go into a convenience store look at the rack of like chips and candy bars and like all the little details that you'll see in there is, is impressive i'm always a sucker for small small details the little things like that you know immediately when i fired up the game I was like, this seems like one of those games where they have paid ridiculous attention to the the models of food that are being used. And I was not disappointed. Exactly. Immediately. Exactly. Like, shit. Yeah. That looks right. delicious. Yeah. It's that sort of stuff that they, they pay attention to. It's very well crafted. And another thing is I've always wanted, like desperately wanted to be a fan of the Yakuza series. But something or other I, it just holds me back from from really getting into it. Every game I've tried, the combat feels a little bit off. Maybe the characters I'm not quite as interested in. But judgment is much, much more my speed. It's the, the All the characters are really well developed. It's a long game. Like the first one took me, I think, 50 hours to beat. So you spend a lot of time with the characters, a lot of time getting to know them. They're really well developed really well acted as well um don't don't play it in english play it in japanese but uh yeah it's it's fantastic i i can't say enough good things about lost judgment i know that this one's going to be my personal favorite this year i know that uh, it doesn't looking at this list of games i know it doesn't deserve to be at number one but i i i looking at my list i enjoyed this more than any other this this year yeah, I think the thing that I would ding Lost Judgment for a little bit is <clears throat> on the gameplay side of things. I think the combat's really good. It's super yeah. fun uh, to just beat the shit out of a huge room of people. Uh, I think it's e e easily the best combat in Judgment or Yakuza. Easily. Mm -hmm. um, what I didn't love all the time is the kind of detective mode scan the environment oh. for a pipe scan the Completely. environment for a th the, th the next thing that you have to do the next thing you have You're, to push x in front of it told and your hand the, is held right throughout yeah yeah and the the stealth and yeah following sections oh, yeah. those are pretty Fa man those are pretty clunky <laughs> yeah but no, I, I, I couldn't I, agree more i tolerated it because i wanted to see what was happening next right yeah because it is such a fun world to be in you know it's it's a fun world to explore and it's one of those games where the side missions are you can't miss them you know you have to put the time into the side missions because they are fucking hilarious i think part of what makes it so funny is the absurdity level is so high all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and more often than not the characters seem oblivious to it Totally. You know, they're they're just straight facing their way through the most ridiculous scenario. Completely. And because at the end of the day, the biggest thing in their world is a violent, violent murder that took place. Or mm -hmm. several violent murders that are taking place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lost Judgment in the running, for sure. You know, the fact that it's your favorite thing of the year pulls some weight. It has to pull some weight, right? Truly. I I, I think that it deserves to be in the top 10, at least. You know, I, I, I'll agree with where you guys want to put it, but I do think it deserves to be in the top 10. Okay. 
what else uh, stands out from kind of that the bottom half of the team list for those who are listening and watching? That is games, including Little Nightmares 2, Tales of Arise, Loop Hero, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Psychonauts 2, Far Cry 6, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Hitman 3, and Monster Hunter Rise. There's some pretty good games there. I like Loop Hero a lot, but I think I just had a big time loop year. I think that was just... <laughs> I think that was just what happened. I don't know, man. Are you saying that we only have space for one loopy indie per year? <laughs> um, I mean... Of the loopy games I played, it doesn't really win out. <laughs> yeah, I sat in front of Loop Hero for a lot of hours, and I think Inscription's a better game. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's uh, let's let's put Loop Hero in the the bottom half. Let's put it sure. Let's put it below ten. Yeah. What is it? It did what 14 on the team list 14 team yeah. list 14 yeah oh yeah and then we got ours okay so some other ones that i think at least deserve a crack at the top 10 would be psychonauts hitman <laughs> and i know nothing about it but people love tales of arise it seems like Oh, it's yeah. far and away the best Tales game in forever. Okay, but unless I missed a like Book of Revelations level shakeup, I'm pretty sure it's just more fucking Tales. Like, <laughs> listeners, feel yeah. free to come at me with your fucking corrections, but like. Yeah. My understanding is the strength of that series is the fact that like nah they'd be Tales games. You don't it's like it's like when you crack open a a a a a fucking romance novel, you know? You kinda know what you're gonna get. Um I don't know, man. Anime RPG uh, comfort food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I was doing. okay so yeah because part of my ignorance I I'd never heard of Tales of Arise to, to, to me inspires like a lot of a lot of love but with the understanding mm. that what you were sinking your teeth into isn't necessarily top 10 material but it like you know you love it all the same there's plenty of games I played this year I didn't even put them on the fucking list you know where it was just like oh no I, I put the work into that but like I wouldn't I wouldn't top 10 it like this guy is six no man <laughs> it's not it's not good it's deeply cursed but i love it so much i put like hundreds of hours into it but like it's not top 10 it just bewitched you yeah some games do that like fucking diablo oh oh yeah yeah that's that's a dark hole to fall back into at any time and it can yeah. happen you gotta, you it's gotta like, be, hey, you gotta hey, be ready. They, they they released a new uh, 
4K 60 frame per second crack pipe, do you want to give it a hoot in, in the fucking bedroom closet? What do you say, huh? No, 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 I'm good, actually. Thank you. And and yeah, Diablo 2, that remastered, didn't get any love on, on the list this year? No. No, it's literally Diablo 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's arguably worse than old Diablo 2. <laughs> God damn, reminds me of that GTA trilogy. No, it's not on that level. Like, it, it looks great, yeah. and it feels it great. Yeah. If it's shitty, yeah. it's just because, like, making it multiplayer internet-capable for a new generation was just, like, a lot of trouble, and they might not have even completely smoothed it out yet, but, like, I didn't think they would, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a tough nut, man. It's a tough nut to crack. Not a lot of work ahead of them. Or not. You know, they might just leave it alone. Mm. Yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way uh, what you're saying about Tales, James, about Hitman this year. It still holds up. It's still fantastic for the, that type of game. Uh, but it is a little bit stale, despite, mm-hmm. I think, some of the best levels they've ever made. It didn't, it didn't hold my attention as much. I didn't feel compelled to go back for the elusive targets the way I did with Hitman 2, for example. So. Makes sense. Paul, were you a fan of Absolution? Never played it. Never played it, okay. Because, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. And, and when they released Hitman, the... the uh, what was it? the reboot I guess you could say when they released that a lot of people you know the reason it did so well is because people were so happy that it went back to these just big open levels that weren't a linear path like absolution I think there was one more that they did that was like that mm-hmm. but it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what I felt about three as well in that it just at this point it feels stale and it's only been three games like this it's only it's only been a trilogy but the third game like it just man it i don't know it didn't grab me it, the 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 honeymoon period had worn off by the time the third game came out and the little improvements to the gameplay they made you know it just i don't think it was enough to grab people like it did the first two which is too bad because I think the narrative part of things evolved so much from the first one. Yeah. The uh, the narrative is shockingly well developed in the third game. It just yeah. maybe didn't have the gameplay well, legs that it needed. Didn't have it as enough changes by the third iteration. Right. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me is uh, hearing that because the was it the first game where they were still under square enix ioi mm-hmm. they when they got the rights to hitman from square enix the cutscenes that they had made for that original game they had to basically scrap and and put uh like comic book style scenes in oh and and that was one of the big big complaints about those versions of those games was losing those cutscenes, so I'm sure they wanted to nail, you know, the direction for three. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, they are going to absolutely slay James Bond 
Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, they're That's, gonna do some I hope, things with like, that. One hundred percent. I really hope it's not like Hitman. I think we were saying this to each other when it was announced. Mm-hmm. I really hope that they don't just make you know Hitman with a James Bond skin. I don't think they will. I don't. Nah, I, mean, I don't know what a good James Bond game looks and feels like anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the last good one was. Uh, the world's not enough. Maybe that was pretty good. Well, shit. If it looks well, no, it won't. But if it looks anything like that fucking Matrix Revolution tech demo, holy shit! Fuck me. That shit is crazy. Anyone I know that has done that thing, but when you get to the open world part and you can just fly up in the sky. Yeah, you just sit there with your mouth gaping open because I've never seen anything like it before. No, it's incredible. That that when I played that tech demo, to me it made perfect sense because Unreal Engine has always been this thing that's like so incredibly powerful every time they release a new one and like it bums me out because it doesn't seem like it's that easy to really push to the limits any given unreal engine because there's a lot of games that i'll see where it's like oh oh you made this in 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 ue4 i can immediately tell and not necessarily in a good way but like when you when you get it just right you know when you like really really get in the zone then it's basically indistinguishable from a movie scene. It's like 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 the 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 intro cutscenes to that thing where they were like shifting back and forth between like real and whatever they were just rendering with their machines. You're like, oh, I can't really tell what's what. This is crazy. This is wild. Mm-hmm. I I think they recognize that though that you know they're the ceiling is super high, but you have to have quite a bit of grunt to get to that floor where it it starts to look unique from other. Unreal Engine yeah. games, to the point that apparently they're releasing the entire source code for this Matrix thing, including all the assets, all the city oh, mechanics, sweet. all the AI, all the driving mechanics, everything for free to anybody who's using UE5. So well, pretty much anybody who is picking up and using UE5 has a extremely solid baseline with which to work. Uh. Dude. Yeah, once once I figured out that you could just hop in cars and drive around in that thing, um, I crashed a lot of cars, guys. I crashed a lot oh, of cars. <laughs> like, how good is the damage? How good is uh, are the crash physics? Uh, Rockstar, um, like, you've got your, your fucking crashes right there for you. I don't know if you, you guys did any of that with the, uh, the, the polygon visualization on. Yeah, there's oh. a, an option you can toggle Brilliant. on that shows all the polygons. Yeah, and I was driving around like that, which is basically an acid trip because they're all uh, rainbow colors. Oh, but yeah. When, yeah. When you crash a car, uh, the the polygon simulation goes away, so something is happening that's like outside the bounds of regular physics to make the cars deform. I don't know. It's weird. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I don't have any idea <laughs> what that means, if that's good yeah. or bad or whatever. But I yeah. did also notice that if you go super high into the sky and look like straight down a street, like as small as you can possibly see, like one pixel high, you can see cars and, and shit driving around like hundreds yeah. and hundreds of meters away. God, like I can't wait. There's no draw distance limit. There's no loading in of assets it's all happening all the time insane i loved how big the city feels as well mm -hmm. like compare it to spider-man just every building feels like a, a fraction of the size of the ones in the in the matrix demo it's crazy it uh man it's impressive matrix demo yeah. game of the year yeah, sadly, not a game. Can't be on the list. Yeah. Otherwise, boy, way to sneak one in at the last minute, guys. Yeah, that would have been another one for our fucking fun awards, though. Yeah, just best bow, bow, bow. best not game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, add it to the list. Best not game of the year: The Matrix Awakens. Best not game. That yeah, and best. and the Radiohead experience. Oh yeah, yeah, which is actually really cool too. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, moving on. I don't think Hitman's on the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other, but I do think it does. I think it deserves to be up at eleven. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say the other one that's pretty tough to put on the list because it's pretty niche, and I don't know if any of us have played it. James, you might have. Is Shin Megami Tensei. Nope. Um, it looks cool. Yeah, I I lost my um, I guess like my inner ear for uh, SMT games. Hmm. They're just so they're so fucking brutal. Oh. And and this one like made headlines in different sites as being like this game is gonna kick the fuck out of you, and take <laughs> your lunch money, and I'm like. Cool, never buying it. <laughs> like, yeah. Persona 5 did this thing where when you turn the difficulty down, it somehow gets harder. Really? Yeah, that's oh. a cool thing that happens with Persona 5. If you turn it down to very easy, it somehow gets much harder. <laughs> Why is because, that? Because it just has to, it's important that it be hard, apparently. So, fuck okay. me, I guess. Anyways, point is, never buying Shin Megami Tensei Five. Sure, it's amazing. We'll, we'll never find out. We'll literally never find out. Yeah, this is another one I, like, I've never heard of this series. What the hell, what are you doing here? Do you know the Persona games? I know, I, I know the name. I've never played yeah. one. Okay, well, this is basically the same shit. It's the same development team. It's the same company. Um, okay. And it's basically very similar mechanically, too. Um, Persona games and Shin Megami Tensei games are kind of all... They all fall under the SMT umbrella. Mm, okay. And um, they're all hard as balls. Uh, they all involve recruiting and fusing demons, or whatever they call them in any given game. And uh, they're... Are they turn-based? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Pretty well designed. Excellent, high quality games. 
punishingly difficult. I played Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne. That one was, um, that was cool. That was a cool game. PS2. I mean, it's just it's just so inside of my wheelhouse now. It's just like after after Persona Five Royal, it was like I gotta step away from this whole franchise, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anytime they're they're coming out with one of those Royal Edition or Golden Edition ones, that's like a hundred and ten hours of your life you'll never get back. Yeah, and some of it's worth it. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Doubt it. <laughs> On to the next. Shin, you're to see you later. We'll see you with six. Peace. On to the next. Yeah, yeah peace. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about Far Cry 6? Uh, this, this is another one. Okay, I know, I know, James. I know you're probably not much of a Far Cry guy. Nah. Um, it's an Ubisoft open world game. You only need really need to play one of these every two years. Yes, yes. They fucked up yeah. and released it immediately after Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Couldn't agree more. I, I think the reason why I'm enjoying it so much is because I haven't played one since 3. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but, it, yeah. it's fucking... It's a beautiful open world. Uh, it's really well animated. It's got that satisfying sort of... Um, ghost recon feeling when you shoot when you land a headshot and you get the the one shot kill like it's it's pretty satisfying like that but uh yeah it's it's no doubt about it it's more far cry you know if you're not a fan of far cry you're not going to be a fan of this and if you are to me at least it seems like it's the best one i've played yeah yeah so, so again so what like, are you suggesting I, here rat me no like looking at the list looking at the 10 games that the team voted do i think that it deserves to be above any of these really i don't know maybe halo infinite maybe maybe halo infinite you know but but all this other stuff up here like realistically i know it, it it's it's not doing anything new it's not breaking any ground i think that it's very well made it's just, you know, again, it's more Far Cry. I was actually surprised how much I liked some of the characters. Yeah. Usually LT in a Far Gray. Cry game, it's like, like, fuck right off with your story. You all Absolute. suck. But the, uh, Danny was a good character. Pretty yeah. good character. Just, just did the mission with Danny Trejo, uh, oh. where I defend him as he cooks his tacos. <laughs> from a i don't know the military is swarming his taco shack because it's illegal and they want the the they actually just want his tacos i don't know anyways it's it, it, good times good times the characters are good they've got more celebrities they just dropped a surprise update today where they've got some like uh spanish soap opera star that came in and, and did this little like mission arc that you can it was like this free bit of content surprise man Ubisoft has been doing some good shit lately. Also, they've been supporting their games pretty well lately. Uh, very true. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is another one that it released and it was terrible, and now it's one of the best tactical shooters I've ever played. Really? It's absolutely incredible. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's man, you wouldn't believe it, but it's absolutely incredible. Hmm. 
It's a complete like they they completely did a 180 from release, and now it's it's like the ultimate Ghost Recon game, really. At least in my opinion. One uh, plus in Far Cry's favor as well is that there's a gator wearing a t-shirt. Okay. Gator wearing a t-shirt. I just unlocked the uh, the the black ghost puma. Mm. Or is it a panther? I think it's a panther. But yeah, like it's stupid how OP the 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 fucking panther is. You can get him to go and and kill guards, and then he has this special ability where he makes the bodies disappear. <laughs> so, if shit like that sounds fun to you, this shit's up your alley. Uh, the question we have to answer is: Is Far Cry Six a better Far Cry game than Halo Infinite? I wish I played Infinite so I could, I could, really make a make a, make a call on that. But I'm only partially trolling there. From what I've seen, I think Far Cry is a better game. I'm just gonna say it right now. I mean, really, the open the open world elements of Infinite are directly cribbed from Far Cry. You're capturing uh, forward operating bases, which allow you to see more of what's on the map. You then go and take out outposts and uh, damage enemy supplies, take out high value targets, rescue soldiers from camps. It's Far Cry. So, so uh, okay, I want to say this then. So Halo Infinite, you weren't expecting Far Cry, and you got Far Cry. Far Cry 6, come on, from, from the first uh, trailer release, you knew exactly what this game was going to be. You, you knew that the formula was going to be the same thing. You had Giancarlo Esposito walking the kid out to the balcony, he executes the dude, you're like, obviously, this is going to be a game where you're liberating some fucking island from this tyrant. And of course, that's exactly what it is. I will say they got rid of the go climb towers to reveal the map. The whole map is pretty much revealed right from the start, which I think is a nice change of pace. But again, like I couldn't I couldn't say it enough. You know, it's more Far Cry. Better than Halo, though. Yeah, I... I haven't played either one of the games. I know in my heart that isn't true. <laughs> I know, I know in the deep recesses of my withered blackened little heart that yeah. there is no fucking universe where Halo somehow sits on a list below Far Cry 6. <laughs> they would have to have released the version we saw in the 2020 trailer in order for that to be the case Stinger. which they didn't do so i can't agree with this does this include the multiplayer and yes that's an incredibly important part of halo right. <laughs> of course well, it includes I mean, it the multiplayer well it was two separate releases it's in the same app yeah okay. man fair 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 yep fair i think there are at least 10 better and more interesting games 
to put on this list than either of those two things. Than both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's, you know, if it, if it comes down to that, sure. But I can't, I can't abide Far Cry getting above Halo. I just can't. Yeah, and it'll, don't get me I, I'm not going to fucking die on the cross for this one. If Far Cry needs to be at 12 and Halo needs to be at 11, do it. So did, because you know what? Do either of those push Hitman down, though? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. What else? Let me uh, let me quickly count down what the team thought the ten best of the year are. Okay. Lost Judgment, It Takes Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Returnal, Forza Horizon Five, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Halo Infinite, Death Loop, Metroid Dread, and top game of the year according to the team, Resident Evil Village. Yeah, baby. I love it. I uh, I think what we should do is start doing some hot swaps for the things that we simply can't sit with when it comes to this top 10 list, and then we can hash <laughs> out the bottom 10. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about the bottom 10, Paul. I, and to be honest. No, yeah, fair. Oh, no. If Halo, was, fair. if Halo was 11 or 105, I, <laughs> I, I don't care. You know, That's the fair. only reason we've got like 11, 12, 13, 14 on the list is in case later on we decide something needs to be swapped here. Like, yeah. That's the only reason yeah. those are there. That's totally also, fair. It's totally fair. Fair, but also there were a lot of good games this year. You know, <laughs> ones in the 11 and 12 spot, I think they deserve some recognition. Okay, but like. Yeah, okay. okay. Sure. Moving on. Okay, yeah. well, somebody I'm give sorry. me a game that deserves to be in the top ten. Uh... Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell yeah. Fucking right, Guardians of the Galaxy deserves to be in the top ten. If not only for being the game that that disgrace Avengers should have been. Uh, Yeah, Guardians, it did the like teamwork co-op. Well, it's not co-op, but like teamwork gameplay. Excellently. Very fun to play. Very well written. Very well acted. I think the dude that played Drax, he's got the performance of the year in my book. And this game was definitely worth the time i think it's on sale right now too so you got no excuse to miss it shockingly good you know the combat shocking the combat is what it is it's not world shatteringly good it's better than avengers by a country mile but but it's the it's the storytelling it's the characters it's the worlds they've built that are phenomenal and so worth the time, especially once you get a little deeper into the game. There's, oh. there's a lot there. Did you finish it? 
I have not finished it yet. Okay. So, yeah, no spoilers. Whereabouts are you? Uh, it's been a while because I've been away. Have you done the Drac stuff, the main Drac stuff yet? Mm, I don't think so, no. no. Okay, okay. I'll leave it at that. All I'll say is that one thing I really, really love about the journey and about the storytelling is that you really root for the team by the end of it to like to get together to become the team to become the guardians of the galaxy uh the arc is just expertly crafted that's what i'm getting at it's it's fucking brilliant i remember us having conversations maybe a little after e3 where we were saying how did they take that idos team off of deus ex for an mm. Avengers spin-off game. Mm. And I don't know, narratively I think this is better than any of the Deus Ex stuff they've done. Yep, like by a lot. It's really really well done and one of the most cinematic gaming experiences I've had in a long time. Yeah. You know the some of the choices that you're making, they feel organic in the moment. You feel like you're involved, but not, you know, to the point of, of it being like a fallout game or something. Mm -hmm. You're definitely a passenger to the ride, but you feel very involved. I think it's in. I think it's in for sure. In regards to the combat, Peter Quill is very, very well animated. Like you said, yeah. it's not f breaking worlds, but uh, it's much more than serviceable. It's a lot of fun. The first time that the uh, the team huddled up mid battle mm. to you know get back yeah. on their feet and get back into it. Oh man! You get back I, into I it. I was so hyped. <laughs> Like, how can you not be? You, you get back into it and you got Blue Oyster Cult. Yes. Don't fear the Reaper blasting. Yeah. You every got Rick time... Astley. <laughs> yeah, every Never time gonna you give come you out of a huddle, uh, <laughs> some 80s track starts blasting. And it makes no sense in the context of what's going on. And it's literally perfect. It's perfect. Like I, I was telling Paul, during the final boss battle, I did my huddle at Rick Astley. Never going to give you up. <laughs> It it just could not be more perfect. Like, yeah, I. So good. Even now, when after people have recognized that it's pretty goddamn good, I think it's still underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. I can see that being somewhere in like the, the midsection of that top ten. Midsection. I think we both had it at seven personally, and I feel like that's. Kind of fair. Let's let's put it there and see what see what happens. Let's see what sure. happens. Um. Well, I propose that Ratchet and Clank is on the list. Yes, Jesus, mm. yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I think it's got to be pretty high on the list. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty, pretty pretty reasonably high. I don't know where exactly. Uh. But it's um, 
like this the the I don't know it's one of those things where I thought the story was cool it's all right you know it was fine it was serviceable it did the job the gameplay is perfectly incredibly fluid where you're just like rocking and rolling from from beat to beat and and and, and just sort of humming along and, and and making it happen and 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 the the, the fucking animation is uh perfect just yeah just, just fucking disney pixar looking ass game just out, out there uh, uh, uh blowing minds you know um and, and i mean people are like well it's just more ratchet and clank like yeah but like it's one of those things you forget about until you pick them up again it's a really good series mm-hmm. <laughs> and with a lot of smart modifications made to the gameplay like, yeah one of the things that stood out to me after I noticed it was happening before I had no idea this was happening. There's kind of an auto strafe thing that happens that turns ratchet or rivet or whoever you're controlling from a free roaming third person character into a third person shooter character with the left stick controlling strafing instead of the direction of your running. And it does it seamlessly. Every time it does it at the perfect moment, it's never wrong, and it feels amazing. <laughs> never yeah, mind. You're... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You you get to a big battle. You're in the thick of it. You're in the shit, and then suddenly you're strafing because you had to be strafing at that moment. It made perfect sense for you to start strafing, so you start strafing. Yeah. Now, the the last <laughs> ratchet did that as well. Did it though? I'm the 2016 one. Sure that, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's how it worked. Was it, it, you would start to automatically strafe. Mm. You may be right, but I have no doubt that they refined the mechanic. I'm sure that it works a lot better in the second one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I thought story wise, maybe I'm wrong. It, you know, it, it did exactly what it needed to do. It carried you forward at the perfect pace. Uh, just enough freedom to go into the little pocket dimensions or explore the bigger worlds at your your leisure. Just enough side activities. Like it didn't the game didn't overstay its welcome when it was finished. I was like, no. I, I could play a little more of that. And yeah. it offered me like new game plus. Which was yeah. perfect. Uh, it's kind of just like the the best ps2 game ever you know one of those 3d action platformers that there were a million of this is this is that formula in the best possible way yeah the the platonic ideal of of uh, 3d third person action platformer shooters could 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 hardly get better than this also uh one of the better dual sense uses of the year. Shit, yes. With the variety of guns and stuff all feeling different, and the you know primary and secondary fire being obvious from the pull of the trigger. Yeah, that's that next gen stuff. I think the only game that did that particular thing better is Returnal. I was gonna say, yeah. which also absolutely deserves a place on the top ten. I would contend that both of those are 
like sniffing around the podium. Yeah. Yeah, I think Returnal especially, personally, I think that's the best showcase so far of what the PS5 will do, can do. Mm-hmm. Ratchet was cool, but I don't know, Returnal, I've been playing it the past couple of weeks, it just feels, it feels next gen, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird. Like, not that Ratchet doesn't, but Returnal just like... It's got this kind of special feeling to it, you know? I don't know. Oh, the first time you step out of the ship and you feel the rain hitting Selene's helmet. Yeah. It's like, you know that it's the rain hitting her helmet based on the way it feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm much more engaged in the story, too. Not to say that Ratchet's was was bad. And I I would say as well with Ratchet is that if you have ever loved a Pixar movie... A Disney movie, you owe it to yourself to play Ratchet because mm-hmm. it's it, like it's you can't miss it. But yeah, I think Returnal. Uh, I don't know personally. Where did I have Ratchet? Oh, I had them. Yeah, five and six. Ratchet five. Returnal six. It's close. Talking about it now, thinking about it, it's close. Yeah, I. I think Returnal was a game a lot of people didn't play, partly because there just weren't that many PS5s out there at that point, and mm-hmm. uh, partly because it's, you know, it's a new thing. It doesn't have the street cred. It doesn't have the name plate, and neither did Housemark, uh, honestly. But game feel wise, that game feels spectacular, and it lets you learn the game by playing the game. Uh, what separates it from different or other roguelites for me is it once you've completed an area or you've completed a biome it lets you streamline your way through that biome so if you if you die after completing the second biome there's kind of a critical path you can take to get back there while powering up along the way and getting some new weapons and stuff it's very gameplay forward and it balances the difficulty very well. I often felt frustrated, but not in a way that made me want to put it down. I feel that way about like Bloodborne. I know yeah. I'll feel that way about Elden Ring. Fuck. Where I'm like, fuck this. I'm coming back. Maybe never. I don't know. Returnal is a very much a, a one more run kind of game. And the fact that they added a suspend run mode definitely helps. Yeah. Although people did find a way to save Scummit. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Jerks? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, sweet. Save Scummit. Perfect. Hey, James, what do you think is the best game of the year? Metroid Dread. Tell me more. Um, basically, it's it's got that feeling like some of those really tough games, especially the bosses, 
where you feel like it's impossible. Like, it's just like, oh my god, how could a person possibly do this? And then you, like, see the matrix. You, like, see the code. And you're like, oh, fuck, I understand now. It all makes sense. It all sort of lays down in front of you. So that once you, like, master the strategy, it goes from, like, a boss being, like, fucking impossible to, like... It's like, oh, no, obviously, of course. You just do this yeah, and this no. and this. You just do this and it's perfect. And you just, like... And it's just something so essential and pure and perfect about the way they've done the level design also the level design is fucking brilliant because you are very subtly gently cleverly being guided along by the map and by the layout and by the design previous metroid games were very they, they allowed you to get they let you get very lost if you weren't paying attention whereas like this game will like just kind of like point you in a direction sort of like it'll spit you out at a place after you've completed a challenge and I'm like you should probably follow this path you don't have to you probably should and then there's a couple of times you're like oh no I'm gonna look around and explore and then you get fucked over and you get lost and you find out that you just sort of like follow the like very subtle very well placed uh sort of like guideposts and markers laid out by the game that you can uh, you can just sort of make your way and it's fine. Also, something I found really interesting about Metro Dread is that the like <clears throat> you don't necessarily have to go running around the whole map scooping up all the uh uh all the power-ups and all the extra shit. Because it's actually really just about your skills more than it is about how many health bars you have. It makes a small difference, but not like a major one. So it's more like you you can do it if you're feeling a little like like lacking in confidence, but you don't have to. Yeah, can and I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna just gonna say like, and also the very active, just moving around, just going from place to place, just doing your jumps, just do just go, just navigating the map feels really fucking good. Fantastic attention to detail. Yes. Uh, you know, it's still a Switch game, so it has some rough edges where, it, you know, it doesn't run perfectly, especially uh, near the end of the game when there's a lot of uh, the little spore enemies flying around. The, the frame rate can get a bit choppy and things like that. But animation-wise, Samus is so slick and so smooth. And exactly what you're saying, James, it is about your skills. You can have a million energy tanks, and the big bads, they'll still wipe you out in like three hits. Pretty much regardless of what you do. So it is about your skills. And you inevitably get to a point in every battle where you're like, oh shit, I've been forgetting about the dash this entire time. And then you suddenly remember to dash and you're, you're in the matrix. And you feel like such a badass. Yeah, it... It's interesting because it's one of those things, it's it's one of those games where if you watch somebody else do it, you're not like, it's not like, a, like an FAQ where you're like, oh, you just go here to do this. It's more like you see that it's possible, so that you're like, oh, okay, now I kind of believe in myself and believe that I can do it. And then you sort of, you go ahead and you, 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 you finish the impossible task, um, which I found really interesting. 
Because I had to look up a couple of bosses because I was like, I, I don't know the way forward. And I just watched somebody beat it. And I'm like, oh, it can be done. Okay, okay, we're going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of it is your ability to control your, your own self and transition. Yeah. Because there's a lot of control uh, mechanisms and there's a lot of holding triggers. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, precision that needs to be happening from your fingers in order to get Samus to do the right things. Uh, and honestly, I think even if you're you're not the most de dexterous person, you will get there with this game. Uh, it it teaches you in such a way that you you feel uh, powerful enough that, like you're saying, you're empowered to do more and go further. Great game. Yeah, and it doesn't, you never feel overpowered. You know, like one of, like a lot of games like this, you you accumulate enough like armor and weapons and abilities and you're just like, ha ha ha, I can just like blast me through this, it's fine. You're never 100% there with Metroid Dread because there will always be enemies who could just absolutely clean your clock. <laughs> And you just, you can't, you can't let up. You can't relax because they're out there. You can definitely go for you. Yeah. You can definitely go back to the starting areas and be like, ha, motherfuckers, I shoot through walls now. But yeah. uh, <laughs> if you're wanting to progress, it's, yeah, there, there's always that, that challenge ahead of you. The one criticism I would levy against Metroid is a little bit of the pacing. Some of the what are they called emmys yeah yeah some of the emmy sections some of them felt good some of them felt like they were encouraging me to play in a flagrant way and in a carefree manner because of that instant death kind of reset mechanic versus trying to do the thing that the game wanted you to do wanting you to use the stealth and wanting you to use the grapple beam instead of just like speed boosting and and screw attacking through everything it's interesting because it it's it's sort of against the design of metroid dread but it's extremely in line with the design of metroid yeah. where like speed running and just like 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 using all the tricks at your disposal and just like powering your ass through the toughest sections that's like pure concentrated metroid right there and the fact that you can do that in those like stealth yeah. insta-kill sections is really a testament to the design of the game overall. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I think uh, more than wanting to do that, it's that some of those sections take away from the flow a little bit. They do. But I also see the need for those sections because it, it can't be 110% adrenaline the entire way or even though it's so good you'd get bored if it was the exact same the whole time yeah but I also have Metroid Dread as my favorite game of the year yeah cool so where are we putting this 13 14 yeah. <laughs> you didn't play this rat I can't believe it no. no well I played that demo I played that that surprise demo that they released it's probably about 30, 40 minutes of the game. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was real smooth, 
real, real smooth, no doubt. Obviously, I can't, I couldn't put it in my top 10 having played a 30 minute demo. But I believe everything y'all are saying. It, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A little bit I played. Okay. I mean, if there's no, there's no backlash, I'm very happy to put this at the number one spot. Oh, well, I, I don't know if I'd be putting it at number one. Like, pump the brakes a little bit here. Yeah, I was going to say, you're making this way spot. too easy, man. Well, I mean, come on, number one. Like, if you if you want to put it on the podium, fair. You both had it in your top one. Three. Top one. We both had it in <laughs> That's top bullshit. one. That's bullshit, though, because... Okay, whatever. Uh, I, I don't even have it on my list, so... Team has it at number two, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there it is. There it is. So The other... Yeah, it was unanimously voted on Resident Evil 8, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, make your yeah. case. Uh, just saying it's the best game of the year, you know, that doesn't exactly hold water in this, uh, this court of arguments. Well, yeah. well we're, we're not there yet. Where are we at here? We're at. Uh, we're, we're jumping we're, around. We're there. I see you've plugged Metroid Dread into number one. What do you mean? We didn't even name number eight. I mean, I you know I put it there temporarily. You know, yeah, well, it's, we're we're just we're just discussing right now. Did we? I didn't even realize we agreed that Returnal was better than Ratchet. You you're the one who made the case for Returnal being better than Ratchet. I don't want to hear okay. none of this. Oh, I didn't know we were I doing stop that. These fucking drinks, then, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here, I'll shut up. Just put Metroid one. I'll shut up. <laughs> oh my God, Red! Come on. What's your case? What's your case for Resident Evil Village? No, let's. Uh, well, I I honestly I feel like it is probably just another personal favorite you know i really really enjoyed the game i love resident evil but i could see why people not like it uh, may not like it especially i could see why fans of like resident evil 4 might not like it you know or even the originals um yeah i don't know but it's like for what they were going for it is i think masterfully crafted the the storytelling is great um the, it's it's if not the most beautiful game I've ever seen top five um, yeah it's it's I don't know I think that it's the best Resident Evil game that there's been um, you know, I would agree with that you know like going back looking at it playing it I think that it perfected everything that they were trying to do with seven seven they like laid some great groundwork but i think that they missed the mark on a lot of the stuff but eight they perfected the formula with it at very least the best 10 foot tall sexy vampire of all time yeah she's hot too she's hot too you know uh, yeah i ain't mad at people that. are mad at that. thirsty for lady dimitrescu for sure, for sure. Still, you know, I don't even realize there's those three chicks that are made out of bugs that that are floating around too, 
hey, don't sell them short. Don't sell them short. Bug babes. Bug babes. 2022, you're the bug babe. Yes. All right. I mean, Resident Evil Village is excellent. It, I think it's the exact right level of scary. Is it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It keeps you tense uh, for a, a good portion of that. Um, I think building on some of the this monster is chasing me stuff from other games uh, in a really great way. And Rhett and I were talking about this before the podcast, but I think the only bad thing I would say about this game is I think they got the order in which you encounter the big bads wrong. Uh because you you encounter the lady first, and I think the lady should be last. So it's a pretty mm. cool, uh, badass boss fight that I was not expecting. Classic Paul, you know, ladies last. Paul Sullivan. <laughs> you know what I? You know that's that's what I've always said. Leave there the lifeboats for the men. Honestly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we're talking. I mean, it's an amazing game. Yeah. Where do you think it deserves to be, Rhett? Uh, where did I have it online? I had it at number three. Look and... at this guy saying he's making his big case, and he doesn't even have the game at the top of his list. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I, oh, no, I was just simply defending our team, our brilliant and beloved team. For all of you that are listening to the show right now, James and Paul, they don't share the sort of respect that I have for you, that I have for your decisions. And I want you to know that I am there for you. And if you ever need anything, come to me. Because obviously James and Paul, they don't, they, they, they you know, they're, they're just, they're not in your corner the way I am in your corner. So that's, that's <laughs> all, that, that's where this was coming from. That's the place that this was coming from. You know, yeah, I might not think Resident Evil is the best game I played this year, but I think you're the best team I've worked with. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, think, I think that I think that I would I would go to the ends of the earth for you. You know, so, Brett, this is getting to a weird place and I need you to just 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 yank on the old brake lever. Just just give it a tug, you know, before you go someplace really weird. Can we can we do that? Well, I mean, maybe don't give it a tug. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, pump the brakes then. Uh, yeah, yeah, pump the brakes. Yeah, there you there go. There we go. Uh, what I will say is the reason Resident Evil Village is at the top of the team list is not because of its number one first place votes. It was just on everyone's list. It's got two first place votes and a whole lot of fours, fives, sevens, etc. Okay. Okay. So that's not, that's not to take away from it. It's you know, it's just these are the facts. So, um my question, where do you guys put Deathloop on this list? Because mm. I really, 
really like that game a lot. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to come to a final list, final personal list, but the list I put in this document has it at number four. But I can easily see it being top three as well. Yeah. There's so much to love there. I just, like, mechanically, I don't think I've played something quite like it in my life. You know? Like, I we've been talking about, oh, we do time loops, you got a road light loop, you know, all that shit. No, no. No, 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 no. This is a fucking this is a fucking Groundhog's Day style time loop. This is this this is where you're uh, this this is time travel. This is time travel the video game. And it, it Oh fuck man, it just feels so nice. Ah. And let's not forget about uh the performances and the writing. The the yeah. overall narrative in this game is really really well done. Uh, yeah, the guy who plays Colt, uh, Jason Kelly, top-notch job. Yeah, so he it had me laughing out loud within the first, I don't know, fifteen or twenty minutes. So good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's amazing, and and the villains are amazing, and and the, the like, the the little banter you hear from people as they're like, they're like you're like listening into their conversations before you explode their skulls great great stuff and and everybody behaves like they will never die which i really appreciate <laughs> yeah I, see people like taking turns jumping off of fucking cliffs <laughs> <laughs> also how about uh, the uh the kick move oh the kick button oh, 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 oh. oh reliable <laughs> just Booting fools off of anything. Just, yeah. And they, they just you you can survive some fall damage. They they apparently cannot. <laughs> they they have very fragile bones, it turns out. Which I'm all for. Also, here's the thing. The thing I really like about one of the many things I really like about Devil is that the the big bad guys they're just, they're just dudes, just guys and gals, just, they got nice weapons and some powers, but it doesn't take a lot of high-powered rounds to center a mass before they're all, like, like, before they're all over the map, you know? And it really felt like a level, kind of like, like a really interesting way to, 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 Really interesting, interesting way to play that. Where like, yeah, these are your main targets, and this is the big objective. But like, any individual one of them, even Juliana, yeah, just, just a few really powerful shotgun blasts. Although every time she comes back, she seems to get a little bit smarter, which I'm not, you know, which is which is cool. Yeah. She she figures out which weapons, which like slab she needs to use against you so that she lasts longer. Pretty fucking clever. <laughs> yeah, I really like the gameplay loop that builds up. Um, you know, especially once you've 
you've made your way through a substantial amount of the game and you know that everyone is pretty squishy if you do the right things, uh, it made me be a lot more creative with how I was approaching situations, especially if I failed at a, you know, a particular section, I would come back with a totally different approach and it's very flexible, uh, much like a Dishonored game. But I think I was most struck by this game when, I don't know, it's like four or five hours into the game. You're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making some headway in this thing. And you realize, oh shit. I think that was the tutorial. I think the game's <laughs> starting now. <laughs> and the stakes just get so much higher. It gets so much more complicated and, and fun, honestly. Yeah, because you, you figure out, you're like, you make your way to a target, you take him out, and you're like, fuck yeah, that was great. You have to do that eight times in a single day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could for sure see in that be yeah the list yeah two or three i put it at two okay personally but mm -hmm. i just i really fucking loved it you know uh, yeah the the whole vibe of the thing is something else to the kind of uh, i don't know funky vibe yeah man frank i love frank frank is amazing yeah <laughs> Oh, we didn't do a best character category this year, but yeah, it feels like shit. one of the years we should have. Yeah, Frank, Frank absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. <laughs> okay. Uh, according to the list we have now, we have three more spaces with which to place video games. Okay. Ooh. All right, let's... Uh... Take a gander at the old vision board. Shit, man. Um, uh, Forza Horizon 5's gotta be somewhere. That's like... Honestly? Between that and, like, the second Hellblade? Kind of a couple of good reasons to maybe get an Xbox at some point, you know? Yeah, for I've sure. Been a, I've been an Xbox holdout for a long time, and now it's like, like I physically don't know if I have room in my entertainment setup for the fucking thing. But man, boy oh boy! Yeah, Forza's really good. Yeah, uh, you know, not not blowing me away by doing things differently. But just by being more perfecter than last time. You know, Horizon 4 is a, an outstanding racing game. And 5 just raises the stakes with, I think, a better map, a better selection of uh, uh, event types, some really weird ones, and pretty much an infinite array of things to do to the point that it's a little bit overwhelming when you're playing the game but the the driving mechanics are really well done in the default setting you can definitely jump in there and 
have a, a really great time, but you can also change it to be more simulation heavy if you want, or more arcade heavy if you want. And playing around with those sliders, the game still feels amazing. Oftentimes, if you start playing around with those things in racing games, it starts to not feel as well-tuned. I think it, uh, it does a good job there. Uh, it does have some pretty bad rubber band AI, uh, where the AIs do not definitely do not obey the laws of physics once they're outside of the screen. Oh. Yeah. It, it's the uh, the old need for speed thing where you you ram your opponent uh, because you're a you're a fair gentlemanly racer. You ram your opponent into uh, oncoming traffic where they come to a dead stop and they catch you within a minute and a half. Sorry. You're not obeying the laws of physics. And Gran Turismo is the only series that really does that right. Maybe Forza Motorsport. That said, Arcade Racer doesn't really doesn't really matter because you can uh, drive up to the top of, vol of, a vol of a volcano and drive off of it. Yeah. I don't know where in the list it has to go, but I know it has to go on the list. I think number nine. Fair. Rhett, you have any thoughts? You're the you're the race guy. You're the wheel guy. Uh, uh, I'm still recovering from the head-on collision I got into when I pulled my e-brake. <laughs> So I I, re, I don't really have an opinion on this. No. Okay. Talking about it, I think that uh, Forza, I think it deserves to be way, way higher than three, or sorry, than, than nine. I think it deserves to be probably at three. But again, I'm, I'm a huge racing game fan. Playing it with the wheel, talking about settings, uh, it's the best Forza game with a wheel. You need to get in there and adjust things, but it is phenomenal with it. it another thing, uh, just adding to what Paul had said, you always have something to do. And yeah, it, it definitely is overwhelming, but you always have something to do. You don't have to constantly be jumping into the map and setting a waypoint. You can just drive for a minute and you'll you'll come across something to do. And if you want to play like that, then it's, that, it's fantastic. Of course, if you want to go and... Uh, do specific events then it's going to be different but I, I highly suggest turn off the entire HUD and just fucking set out start cruising and, and you know play the game it's it's amazing for that yeah it really does do a good job of setting you up well to continue doing events you, you're right you don't have to free roam basically at all if you don't want to uh, mm -hmm. Almost 100% of the time, if you finish an event, there's another event right in front of you. That's yeah. pretty clever design, honestly. So you're just like, yeah. you can just keep doing shit and keep busy and keep playing and just kind of a Breath of the Wild of... style thing. But there's all more, yeah, always one more thing, right? Exactly. It, it kind of reminds me of Ghost of Tsushima as well in the sense that mm. it doesn't want you to be on the map. You know, it wants you to just play the game and stay out of the menus as much as you can. Mm -hmm. That's that's respectable. That's good. I like that. Yeah. 
I also uh, pretty much lost track of time of how much how much time I spent at that one uh, airport runway with the ramp at the end of it, trying to see how far oh. I could jump. You know the one I mean, right? I I think you do, or I think I do because I've seen uh, many many videos on YouTube. It's it's got to be like the most popular jump that's on <laughs> that's on YouTube. Oh, right now. you can soar. I think. I think my yeah. longest jump is like 800 meters. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's silly. It's it's a very silly game. Uh, so let me ask you this. What's it better than? What does it deserve to be above? Uh, uh, based off of the team list? Based off of... Uh, or our list right now the list is underneath the current list okay uh subject to change i think okay so the other thing with forza though is is and i don't know if you guys would consider this as far as the game's ranking but i think that this game is the most important game for Microsoft and for Xbox in the past five or six years, at least maybe in the past 10 years, you know, since the Xbox one launched because when, when the one came out, there were a lot of people that were unhappy and even throughout its entire generation, like people thought that uh, Microsoft was dead in the water with, with the Xbox after that generation. And, the series x and the series s come out or come out and and over the past year it's been the joke of this podcast we've been making jokes about that shit since launch day but really not anymore you know and there are other games no doubt about it but this feels like the first game to like more so than halo this feels like the first uh system seller it really does feel like the hype you know there, there was i don't know maybe i'm wrong but I, it seemed to me like there was more hype around forza than there was halo you know halo or, or forza seems like much much more of a technical showcase than than halo did and mm-hmm. just simply for the reason of of forza bringing microsoft back and getting the xbox back into the game i think that forza deserves you know a decent place on the list you know what I think it is, is <clears throat> with the whole Game Pass model, it requires a different approach to making games. The, Microsoft with Game Pass, if that's the thing they want everybody to be on Game Pass, not buying a game, they need to change how they're designing games. Things need to be easy to jump into and they need to hook you quick uh, because you're on Game Pass. If you jump into a game for 20 minutes and you're not hooked, there's something else to play. So things need to be much stickier, much faster. And I think Horizon 5 is the first time they've got that balance right. Where it's immediately fun, you're having a good time. Uh, that The whole intro sequence with the variety of different cars, the variety of different oh, environments. So good. It really wets your whistle for this is what this game is and I want to see what I can find. Uh, it, it's much stickier than something like Halo, in my opinion. 
yeah. also it looks phenomenal it's it's the uh, if well, maybe flight simulator but it it's up there with mm. the best looking things uh that are on the series x ever man if somebody was to tell me that that's the best looking game they've ever seen i wouldn't argue mm-hmm. definitely looks better than halo oh yeah so i mean let's say i think that forza looking at the list i would put forza at five and i loved ratchet i loved resident evil but i'd probably put forza at five and just the way that I was talking about how I feel Forza, you know, uh, rejuvenated Xbox and Microsoft and and was a showcase of what the the series of, uh, you know, the Xbox series editions are going to be able are going to be capable of. I feel that Returnal, like I was saying, is the best showcase of what the PS5 is capable of at this point. 60 frames, buttery smooth. I can't recall seeing a frame drop yet. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, but I, yeah. Yeah. I can't recall any sort of slowdown. Like the game is just expertly uh, uh, crafted. It's, it's expertly, uh, you know, put together, mm-hmm. smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's stick it there at five, and carry on because I think there's a there's a couple more games that really ought to be on this list that we haven't um, discussed yet how about it takes two ah the winner of the game awards yeah shocker not not that good not that good sorry joseph and jeff <laughs> your your little buddy comedy doesn't hold water here but yeah, what the fuck but pretty fucking good game i don't know <laughs> It it it, 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 that team, that company, has one thing that they do. It's like their one thing, and they've been doing it better and better with every release, but in a way that like distinguishes itself pretty definitively from previous entries. Because they're not like it's not like a connected series. It's not like the fifth Call of Duty. It's just like it's one of those things where you know it's from that team based on the mechanics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, it, 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 and it's a company that's making like couch co-op and local co-op and like small scale co-op, like fucking essential, like keeping it relevant and keeping it very like in the conversation and in a way that's like clever every time. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bonkers creative. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that there's a more creative game out there full stop the the gamut of things that you run through in the course of the game from uh the now becoming infamous elephant scene which was heart-wrenching and terrifying so so bad oh yeah (laughs) to uh you know wielding a basically a minigun that shoots honey you know it's pretty cool the gameplay side of things it's phenomenal the thing that didn't land for me and the reason that it can't be too, too high on this list for me is they tried to make the story a big part of this and the beats of the story just didn't make sense for me. A lot There was a lot of tonal shifting that didn't quite line mm. up for me. 
the whole game's supposed to be about the two characters uh rekindling their their connection their love uh by talking to a talking book and anytime it felt like they were making progress or they had a little bit of a breakthrough or that connection was starting to grow a little bit it felt like a scene later they would be back snapping at each other like like it was the beginning of the game again and it doesn't take much when they're pouring so much energy and so much effort into cutscenes and into the story and wanting you to invest in the story that those tonal shifts and those changes that don't make logical sense this doesn't feel like what this character would do at this point it pulls you out of it and it made it more of a chore to get through that stuff to get back to the fun gameplay and the creative puzzles so I think it's on the list I think it's near the bottom yeah did you guys or Paul James did you, you guys play A Way Out yeah mm-hmm. and how would you compare It Takes Two to that Hmm. I think there's more go ahead I was just going to say there's more um, variety of gameplay in a way that feels organic like it goes all over the place but it kind of makes sense for it to go all over the place in um, It Takes Two yeah all right, okay. Um, and the voice acting is better. Yeah, the voice actors do a great job. Yeah. Uh, Particularly particularly whoever voices the book. What a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like like the voice acting and it takes two better. I appreciate the voice acting in a way out. It felt weird to me but i was very heartfelt and i was into it you know um but there's just it feels like there's just a bit more polish a bit more i don't know it just fits better than it takes to i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is it's not it's definitely not like a there's not a a serious objective difference between the two sets of performances Mm -hmm. but i liked the performances and it takes to more yeah I also think there's a lot more uh, spectacle and showpieces in It Takes Two uh, to the point where, you know, you come across a vista and you're like, wow, this is beautiful. They have designed this very well. I want to look around at all the various things that they've got going on uh, in this environment. Like, for example, there's a there's a snowy part. Of course, there's always a snowy part. Uh, where it's like a a snowy village and you can have snowball fights and I had a lot of snowball fights you know it was uh, earlier this year so like height of the pandemic and you know my wife and I sat there playing It Takes Two and throwing snowballs at each other for like an hour and it was amazing yeah I uh, 
I have this game on on PS5 and I've desperately been searching for somebody to play it with me. Would maybe one of you want to do that sometime? Dude, I'd play it again. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I, I, I'm dying to play this game, especially after seeing it uh, win Game of the Year at the Game Awards. I, I, I haven't played it, and I could not agree more with y'all that it's not number one, but uh, it looks good. It looks good, and now that it's got that sort of recognition, I've got to play it. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, it's an eight out of ten. In, in fa- yeah, in fact, this was one that I uh, had to put some work in for, so I would really like to play it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I had to write a good old-fashioned word th- code. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I think I had to put a thousand words in for it. So please, <laughs> if somebody would play it with me, I would really, really appreciate it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, we have filled. Nine out of ten spots, just based on how I've filled this in. There's a space at number three. Uh, that's meaningless, though. Any other games on any of your lists that deserves to be in this ten? What do we got? Resident Evil. I have one that I'm. I I don't think deserves to be in the ten necessarily but it's one I want to call mm. out as a great game anyway. Yeah. And that is The Forgotten City. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. extremely engrossing. And it it has... It's been a while since I played it, a couple of weeks, because I've been away. Uh, but it has been completely occupying my brain space. I'm still thinking about some of the story threads that were pulled up before I left, trying to figure out how I might be able to solve them. This is another loop game. This is the year of the roguelite for some reason, Uh, but very, very story driven. It's just really well written, well acted, well put together, looks beautiful. And I think the thing I appreciate most is given that this is a, <clears throat> it's a narratively driven loop with timing that happens on every loop. It doesn't make you redo things. So if, if you go through and talk to a specific character and find out a piece of information you desperately need on the next loop, you don't have to go back and talk to them. You still remember that information and the world remembers that information like you had already talked to them. So it has a lot of quality of life stuff that's really great. I don't know. It's like one of those games that's barely a game. It's very much a narrative, almost like a visual, almost to the point that it's a visual novel. But it's uh, it's a very neat thing. I haven't played anything quite like it. What's it called? Completely forgotten about? The Forgotten nobody City. W- because nobody wants to play this game. Okay, so here, here's, here's. Dude, I, what gu- I guarantee I this is on a lot of personal game of the year lists. It's not going to find its way onto many you, okay. publication hey, lists or like site that. lists, but I'm, like I'm sure this is on lots know, of lists. 
You know I can appreciate a good personal top 10 list. No <laughs> doubt about it. So, hey, hey, I like that. I like that. Your list is super personal. <laughs> very, very personal. And I recognize. I recognize. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, I would like to make a case for at the number 10 spots. And I know you guys will not agree, but... I think that MLB, the show 21, deserves a spot on this list. It is the best sports game I've played in a decade. It's the first sports game in a decade that's got me excited to play sports games. It's fucking amazing. I've said it before on this show. It is by far, at this point, the best recreation of of simulation sports that you can buy. It's it's the best version of, of a simulation of a sport that you can buy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, hockey, f- football, soccer. Man, they are the San Diego, Sony San Diego. They nail it year in and year out with MLB and 21. It's the best one in years. Uh, on the PS5 especially. You got to play it on the PS5, but man, it's fucking smooth. It is so smooth. Or on the Series X. Or on the Series X. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing. It deserves recognition because MLB, they finally uh, stepped up to the plate and went to Sony San Diego and was like, listen, we've got half the market cut off here. What are we doing? If this game, if 21 doesn't come out on the Xbox... Y'all are losing the license. We're going to pull that shit. So how funny is that? That the MLB goes in and they they stronghold one of the, the biggest Sony companies into releasing one of the biggest Sony exclusives, not only on the Xbox, but on Game Pass. Day one. Whew, man. That's good shit. I like that story. One of my favorite stories from the... Uh, from the game industry this year it's it is great and i specifically downloaded it on the series x so that i could push a on an xbox and have it say sony interactive entertainment presents brilliant right brilliant very good so yeah so here is the question I've, i think i've put 300 hours in i i could not put this on my list i can't argue that it's a great sports game is definitely the best sports game this year and probably in a year that has other good sports games it would still be among the best sports games right okay that's a very good point though looking at this next to everything else yeah of course it it looks Mm -hmm. like a fucking you know yeah here's my question do you think given the team list we can feasibly put MLB The Show 21 in the 10th spot over Above Halo. All of, oh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> but then again, okay. at, as of this point, nobody but us three knows that Halo came in fourth in the team voting. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm pointing it out. Okay. One thing I would say about MLB is that 
the developers have been supporting the game literally every single day since launch. What what is the plan for Halo? Um, they have plans. They yeah, have plans. I mean, you, God damn it, God damn it, you motherfuckers are gonna make me cape for Halo. The... All right, what let's hear it. Plans James? for Halo. Let's hear it. What? Tell me about the plans for Halo. Blue armor. <laughs> they got the they got the sh the the needler back. They do have the needler. They do. They they have that. They have. My understanding. Now I'm. I don't have like sources for this or anything. Don't quote me on this, but my understanding is that the eventual size and scope of this game is going to be rather, rather large, rather, rather you know, rather gigantic. Rather, what I, my understanding is that they're going to continuously support this game for quite a while. Like the Halo Infinite is the start of a like five, ten year journey. If you listen to some of the developers talk in interviews, like they're they're gonna keep supporting this game. That's fair. Well, let's vote on it in five years. For now, MLB has been getting content from launch day every single day. Here's the other thing about that. For one, saying you're going to build 10 years of game on top of Halo Infinite right now is like building a skyscraper on top of a Jenga tower. It's not a good idea. Uh, I, I really think this came out because of investor pressure, not because it was ready. You know, they've got the they've got the core game feel in there, but it's missing so much. Like the the lack of co-op. That's a big one for a lot of people in the campaign side of things. Uh, the multiplayer is in a relatively good spot, but as a, a complete product, this wasn't ready for launch. If you paid $80, $90 for Halo Infinite, I think you would be quite disappointed. Uh, and much in the way that something like Rainbow Six Siege had no business being on top 10 list the game the year it came out and it got better. I don't think Halo Infinite deserves a place on the list in this year. The other thing is, James, what about Bowser's Fury? Nobody on the team gave a fuck about it. Blew me away. Like, guys, it it lays the blueprints for the future of Mario. It 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 it, it, it fucking they understand. They figured it out. They cracked the formula. You know, they they've 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 they've, they've fucking they they've, they've given us a, a, a clear road to the future with a, a, a admittedly scale-wise kind of a proof of concept. You know, it's just like it's a small slice of a pretty big pie. So I understand why it wouldn't hit some people's lists because it's like functionally DLC, but also it it's very new. It's very fresh. It does a lot of things right. 
Um, it was voted into 40th place. 40th? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's shockingly so. Where's the fuck? Where's the love, you fuckers? It. It's garbage. Every second of that 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 little slice of game was rock solid. It, it flows perfectly from challenge to challenge. Uh, 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 the 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 camera controls and the the, the way the the world is designed, the way it's all laid out, it's just like takes that 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 complex toy box puzzle box feel of Mario Odyssey and cranks that shit up. Yeah, uh, I want to put this into context, James. Bowser's Fury was outscored by Disgaea. Dark. This is a dark. This is a dystopia. Yeah. No. no. Well, I mean, this collectively, the world we're living in is a dystopia. This is not a dystopia. Um. Okay. Uh, I have a proposal here. <clears throat> Shoot. We've got a space at number three. Mm-hmm. What if we just delete this line? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the game that's in number 11 comes into number 10. Yeah. Okay. So, so I put Returnal, Deathloop, man. Yeah. Metroid, Deathloop, Returnal, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inscription, It Takes Two, Lost Judgment. I mean, some, aka 70% of our staff, We'll have words about the absence of Halo. <laughs> but I tried, you fuckers. I tried, all right? I, I made my case. I, I think it's it, it's, it's exceptional multiplayer. I think they've, they've, they've fucking... I think they put the work in. I think they, they, they nailed it. I think they're going to continue to nail it. I can't speak to the campaign. It's all I got. It's all I got. Rhett. I think I, I looking at this, I would swap Forza and Deathloop. Ooh, Deathloop, and, and don't get me wrong, like I, I I really do enjoy Deathloop, but there's two things that hold it back for me. I think that one, a lot of the game relies on the dual sense, and not that that's a bad thing. It 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 is phenomenal with that controller. It's it's so much better playing with the DualSense than I would, you know, if I was playing that with the PS4 controller, there's no way I would be enjoying it as much. But the fact that the the haptic feedback is is one of the best examples of what that controller can do, it really does improve with, the experience for me. With Deathloop? Yeah. Deathloop, really? I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's absolutely phenomenal with the with the especially the triggers. Honestly, I so, hadn't noticed that. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like, it's 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 pepper in the soup, man. But it ain't like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't formative to my experience. I was kind of more yeah, focused no. on. Yeah, I don't know. I, it didn't didn't seem that. The swap. It, it's cool. One effect that I really enjoyed was that. When you're using a gun, like a, a sniper rifle or something, something with a really like uh, a high caliber round, you can really feel the bullet 
echo through the controller. You like you can huh. you feel it vibrate throughout. Yeah, go back and 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 do that. I I swear to God, it's it's like a very very good use of the controller. Uh, one of the other things though that bothered me with the game is that I agree with James that all of the bosses are are great. All the eight uh, uh, like targets are phenomenal, but I hate the common enemies. I hate how they're all just like these these like mannequins that that walk around and I mean some of them are doing some cool shit you know you'll you'll come across the odd guy that's playing the guitar or uh, working at the bar but uh, for the most part it's just like you're just like killing these mannequins and I don't know it's driving me crazy yeah I can see that a little bit maybe the AI is not perfect. Yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy game either by any means, but it's, I don't know, it's one of those that, like, the shooting is so good, you know, the the guns feel so good, but going stealth is by far, you know, the, the more effective way to play, uh, so it's tough. <laughs> I don't know what to do in, in some situations, you know? I guess that's the point of it, though. I'll be honest, Rhett. Your criticism sort of sputtered out into. I kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you kind you, of ended with I like depth. I de- I like death loop. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. You, I do, you were but, like, man. Okay, this but no. Game. Than, I yeah. do. No, I love Deathloop, but I better than Forza. No, I don't think it's better than Forza. I think Forza was a yeah, much but, much more important. Rhett. Game. How many racing wheels do you own? Just one. Okay. Okay. Because you're yeah, you're like one. racing no, guy. That's like, fair. You're, you're racing. You're man. right though. That that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I I, I agree. With of that. course you love Horizon more than Deathloop. <laughs> but again, like I really, I, I'm probably just putting too much stock in how like important I feel that Forza was to to the Xbox this year. It was the game that brought it back, and Halo, whatever. No, Halo was not the game that brought it back. Forza was the game that got people interested in the Xbox again. And now that Halo's out, yeah, it's great. Everybody has an Xbox already because they fucking wanted to play Forza. And now that it's out, sure, Halo, it's great. But I just feel like when we look back at things in 10 years, Forza's going to be remembered more than Halo. Or, or I'm sorry, more than Deathloop. Mm, I don't know about that. I think there will be about 14 forces before that happens. So here's the thing. That, that's the problem with any racing game, any sports game, is that they're iterative and another one will come out and it's probably going to be better. So like, even having Forza on the list at all is massive for that, uh, for the genre in general. But Forza, that franchise in particular, just like a Grand Theft Auto, just like a Metal Gear, every time they release a game, it moves the generation forward. It's always like a technological, like, you know, it's always an advancement. It's always like something that you'd never seen before. Forza 2 was something that like looked like nothing you had seen. And Forza 3 crushed that. And then Forza 4 crushed that, you know? It's always, unlike sports games that essentially look the same each year, Forza, 
it it continues to be like a, a, a genre defining game, like a generational defining game. Yeah, I mean, it looks generationally better, but it's it is the same game. It's the same exact structure as Horizon Four. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue that. I, I think that it works a lot better. I think that they perfected the formula a lot more, but I do agree that it, essentially it's it's the same thing. I was going to suggest swapping Forza and Resident Evil. Forza. Which would put RE wow. at four and Forza at six. I think six is very respectable for Forza Horizon. But then it mm. better, yeah. Mm. And you think you think Resident Evil is better than Ratchet? Hmm. Personally, probably it's close. It's close. It's really close. They're they're probably equally memorable to me. Hmm. The other swap I was going to suggest is swapping Inscription and Guardians. Which would put Inscription at 7, Guardians at 8. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all for Inscription going higher in the list, generally. So if you want to put a move from 8 to 7, I'm up for that. James, did you play Guardians? Um... No. No, fair, fair. <laughs> I the, I can't really make a call on this either. I haven't played Inscription, so I I don't really know. I I think they're both outstanding. I think Inscription is leagues more creative. Mm. Yeah, fair. Honestly, I think Inscription should be above. Assuming that we swapped Forza and Resident Evil, I think Inscription should be above Forza. So that would put uh, Inscription, Inscription six, what? Forza seven, Guardians eight. Or I'd put Guardians above Forza. Making the the swap, uh, Forza to eight. And inscription to six. There's no way. There's no way Forza was the eighth best game this year. Looking at this list, there's just no way. I don't know, man. I'm looking at the the four games directly below it, and I think Ratchet is better. I think Resident Evil is better. I think Guardians is better. I think inscription yeah, is better. No, uh, I concede. I concede because I, I recognize that I'm like more of a racing game fan than the average person. So I, I, I concede. Definitely. Dude, I don't think we've ever had a racing game on this list. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't be mad. What would it be at? Eight? Seven? I'm, I'm thinking eight. Eight? I mean, I can't be mad. Let me just uh, let me just make that swap and let's see how it feels. Yeah. 
There. How's that look? I mean, Metroid's not in the right place, but other than that, like we've got a <laughs> looking list here. So you're you're saying, Rhett, you want to swap Forza and Metroid. <laughs> I, no, no, I wouldn't say Forza's the game of the year. You know? Oh, oh not... my mistake. You want to swap Metroid with MLB The Show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know. What clickbait well, that one would of these be, days, huh? Hey, one of these days, when y'all retire and they give me the reins, <laughs> that's when I'll put MLB 35, <laughs> game of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, my my favorite game <laughs> that I played this year was Lost Judgment. But, uh, uh, I mean, compared to everything else. Metroid. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. It's 2v1, so I don't think that I'm going to be able to make an argument for, for anything besides Metroid. I think, uh, I mean, we're definitely going to take some heat for for not having Halo on this list. So what if we put it as 11? Sure. Sure. Okay. Do you think that will save us from the Master Chief hit squad? No. No. <laughs> no. Number three. Having, having Halo Infinite at the third slot wouldn't save us from the Master Chief hit squad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Not only is it the game of the year, it's the best game ever made. According to some Infinite. People. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only next to Halo Two, you know. If, <laughs> if, if you know, so. well, they're both number one. Yeah, they're all number one in our hearts. That's right, in our mm -hmm. rotten little hearts. Mm -hmm. Beautiful games. Listen, Destiny Two still has better shooting than Halo Infinite. Period. I I do not doubt it. Played them back to back. It's not close. Destiny is, Destiny is way two, more fun to play. It's actually really, really satisfying to pop a headshot to get the kill, you know? I would not doubt that Halo is less fun. The thing about Destiny, it has the perfect amount of aim assist, where it never yeah. feels like you're getting help to get the shot yes. off, mm -hmm. but it, it helps you just enough to feel like a hero. Yeah, like a guardian. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're you're consistent. You'll you'll pick it up quickly, and you'll be consistent to the point where you're, you know, you feel like you're John Wick. Oh, but absolutely. It, it right, but it'll 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 never feel like you're uh, playing Red Dead, and you're just locking on to head after head after head. <laughs> after, you know. They did just add uh, some Bungie's 30th anniversary content, which includes things like the Halo 1 pistol. Oh, well, go out and get your Series X, Series S now, because you can't miss that. You got the Halo 1 pistol. Yeah, dog. Well, enough said. So maybe we should reconsider Halo on this list. Oh, no, no, not, not in Infinite, in Destiny. You can get the Halo oh, pistol in Destiny. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, so I mean, I take it back. Don't don't go out and get a Series X. You don't need to play that. You, you can get Destiny on the uh, PC on the PlayStation. I mean, you you could probably have an experience that's similar to Halo at this point. Similar to Halo Infinite at this point. Okay, let's uh let's count this down and see how it feels. Just outside the top ten, we've got Halo Infinite, Hitman Three, and Loop Hero. In the top 10, 10 to 1, Lost Judgment, It Takes Two, Forza Horizon 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inscription, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Returnal, Deathloop, Metroid Dread. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm extremely into it. I love this list. Any any qualms that haven't already been raised and then summarily squashed? You know it. I don't think I don't think Deathloop deserves number two either. I'm looking at this list. Deathloop was not more enjoyable than Resident Evil. It wasn't more enjoyable than Ratchet. I think Ratchet is 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 a better game. Uh. Hmm. What else have we got on here? Returnal? Uh, that's up for debate. But yeah, I don't think Deathloop deserves number two either. Oof. What are you proposing? Where do you propose Deathloop goes? Man, I don't know. I, I look at Ratchet. Like, that was a good game, but... It's getting late. We've been here a long time, so you know maybe maybe I just agree that the list looks great. <laughs> I mean, if you have a proposal, I'm I'm willing to hear it. I'm willing to hear it. No, no, no. It's it, it's okay. Realistically, uh, it, it does look good. Listen, all top ten here and twelve through fourteen are great games, and there's Halo yeah. Infinite as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what what we have attempted to do here is tease out technically which of these amazing games is the most amazing. But still all of them are pretty incredible titles worthy of your time and attention if you haven't invested a lot of that already, you know? For sure. Unless you're saying. not in the top 10, then they, they weren't worth your attention. <sighs> I only I only have so many hours in my life that... <laughs> That's fair. I'm sorry. And That's I still fair. haven't <laughs> scammed my way into an Xbox, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. I just had a vision of you, like out on a street corner james with a card table and some some bent cards yeah, and yeah. like a bit of a shell game going on to get yourself an For xbox sure. oh yeah no yeah the first bet oh yeah you could win a, a controller no problem <laughs> and then you give it to them and then and then the second game that's where you get them right where they're yeah, yeah exactly. that's that's when the trickery the wizardry happens you know <laughs> and who's going to be able to resist that offer when you're wearing that hoodie no one. This thing has its own dark power that can't be resisted. Wow. <laughs> well, there we go. I think we got it, guys. I think we have 
the Press X the Podcast definitive top 10 games of 2021 in the bag, in the books. Lock it in. Well, I mean, that's what you think, but okay. And Rhett, it I, is what we think. And Rhett, I added MLB The Show in number 14 for you. No, no, no. 14. Like, you cannot tell me that MLB is not better crafted than Loop Hero, than Hitman, than Halo. Oh, no, yeah. It's on, it's it's less well-crafted than those. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, and dear God, if you're still listening to this, you made it this far because you, you really needed to see what our list ended up to be and... I don't know, for some reason you didn't look in the video description or click on cogconnected.com, the place where this list will live soon. Thanks for hanging out. This has been fun. Yeah, super cool of you to stick around uh, for like two and a half fucking hours, you know? Yeah. And Rhett, how many teeth do you have left in your mouth? Do you spit any out? Zero. Um, I... Uh... Need to go to the dentist. Straight Maybe. gumming, eh? All right. <laughs> I'm gumming it, man. All right. I'm gonna order an, a blender on Amazon for you, so you can you can puree your food for the next bit. That's nice. I'm gonna need that. I mean, if you could send me one of them uh, large boxes of straws, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I will need that as well. I mean, sounds good. Let me know how that's going. Uh, let's. Let's reconnect in 2022 for uh, season five of Press X to podcast. Season five. And I just want to say this right now. Like, get ready to see my mug a lot more because my computer is coming out of the shop. It's been in there for, uh, we're getting close to four months now. Oh my God. But once I, yeah, once I get it back, don't worry. Are you telling me I'll that season fucking... five of Press X podcast is also the face season? It's about to get a lot sexier in here. A lot it's the, sexier. It's, it's the facier season. Yeah. All yeah, right. Exactly. All right. So, We're going with that. Ladies, gentlemen, get prepared. Turn the AC on. Get prepared. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Have a happy, happy holidays and look forward to more video games in 2022. We will see you right back here sometime soon. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.